There's a Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi in Mesechtas Brochus Perik Aleph says as follows. Quotes of Shimon Bar Yochai, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, that says as follows. If I would have been in Har Sinai, I would have asked for two mouths. That's what Shimon Bar Yochai said. If he would have been by Maimid Har Sinai, he would have asked for two mouths. One for Torah, Tefillah, and the other one, Stam, for other things. They said back to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, they said, look at the world. The world cannot even manage with one mouth. And you want two. Can you imagine how much more Lashon Horat, Devarim Asurim, and other things that would be going on? Because people had another mouth to use. So therefore we see already from here, there's an idea that a person has to watch what he says. Even with one mouth that he has, we still are suffering. Today I want to speak about a topic which possibly some people could say, maybe it's a mistake when they say it, but they would say it, and that is, it's not Nagaya to me, but as we mentioned once before, Shalom Shadwan once went to Borough Park, and he gave a shay on Shmir Shabbos. And they said, Rabbi Shalom Shadwan, the great Magid came to speak in Borough Park about Shmir Shabbos. Oh Hashem, we don't have a problem with using our phones on Shabbos. We have no tithers of doing anything. Also, like, what, what are you speaking in Borough Park about Shmira Shabbos? So Rishon Shadron explains, you have to understand. When there's a fire, the people who are putting out the fire, the firefighters, are not only putting water on the Mokam Ha'esh, on the fire itself, but they put water all around in case it spreads. And therefore, sometimes you have to speak about something, even if possibly it might not be Negea to every single person, but maybe it will spread. But it's possibly Negea also. I want to speak about language. We're talking a lot about speech, and again, those people assume that this whole series is about Lush and horror. But like I said, there's many, many things that we're going to be discussing. And we're going to start with this one. Let's talk about speech, the language. I want to split up this, this sugya of language into three categories. And I'd like to show you Alpi Chazal, exactly what Chazal say about all of these things. Okay, so let's start number one like this. Okay, there is a Gemara. Where the Gemara says, I write the Mishnah. We know that the beginning of Psachim discusses when we do Bedikas Chometz. And when do we do B'dikas Chomet? It's the beginning of Yudalad. Yudalad is by night, when the Jewish calendar begins by night. And we start doing B'dikas Chomet the night before Ere, you know, Ere Pesach. When night comes in, we start doing, doing B'dikas Chomet. Asks the Gemara Akasha, why did the Mishnah say Or? Mashman, it's day, it's the night. Yudalad begins at night, B'dikas Chomet is done at night. Why does the Mishnah say Or? Gemara is Kasha. The Gemara answers, We chose a nicer way of speaking. We don't want to say the word Laila. What's wrong with the word Laila? It's so bad to say Laila. So we learned in Dafayomi recently, Laila is is to Averis and to Edom, all sorts of things as well. But as we're going to see, Hashem, there's many different categories of speech that I want to go to. First one I want to talk about is Nivalpeh. I want to talk about Nivalpeh. Yeah, maybe it's not a gay to everyone, at least consciously. Some people subconsciously. 
Some people don't let it out. Some people, by mistake, let it out. Some people are working on it. Some people don't even think about working on it. I want to speak about Nivelpeh. I want to read you a few Lashonis of Chazal to understand exactly what you're doing. You know, we always talk about Yiddishkeit. You have to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. I want you to understand what you're doing and why you do it. Rabbi there is a Medrash in Vayikra Rabba Parsha Chavdala Doizayin that says, Right? That means you shouldn't see an erva. You shouldn't see a woman that is not dressed appropriately. Says the Medrash Vayikra Rabba Rabba Ervas Dabba Reb Shor Bar Nachun Omar Zenivul Hapeh Nivul Peh's got a din says the Medrash of an Erva continues the Eben Ezra Dvarim Perik of Gimel Pasuk Tezvav look up the Maram and Koyim that I'm saying Ervas Dabba B'Maisa or B'Dibu that sometimes a person can be speaking and he's speaking Erva the Gemara in Shabbos Lama Gimel Lama Aleph says the Gemara with the Avera of speaking badly, with the words that come out of your mouth, cause tremendous Xeras that are bad for Kalal Yisrael and bad for you. And as we'll see, says the Gemara, in Ksubas of Chesam and Beis, famous Gemara, Ksubas Chesam and Beis, Omer of Chanon Barav, Omer of Chanon Barav, Hakol. Yodin kala Everybody knows why the kala goes to the chopper. We know what happens after the chopper. We know what happens. We're not stupid. Says the Gemara, call him a navel piv. But a person that says it outright, who says the words of what goes on. The 70 years that they goes geyser on you, you're going to have a good life. 70 years in this world of a beautiful life. You're going to have a wife. You're going to have children. You're going to have pornosa, good children. It's going to be great. 70 years. Ah, Who wouldn't want that? They're going to turn the whole thing into 70 bad years because of a few words that came out of your mouth that are not appropriate. That's how bad it is. That's what a person has to realize. There's a Pele Yoyetz. The Pele Yoyetz brings down and he talks about the Sugi of Dibu, Diva, Mask, and Niblois. He says, V'nimlois ha-peh, hu madaba dvoim shebein ish ishtoi. Person uses disgusting language to discuss what goes on between husband and wife. As the Gemang Suba says, we all know. But you have to say it. You have to speak it out. They changed the Xerah. 70 years of good to 70 years of bad. Listen to the Loshan of the Seba Charedim. Listen to this, this scary rabbi. So what can I tell you? you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I've got to tell you the Metzias. I don't want you to come over there after 120 years. And like, hello? Where's everything? Well, I'm telling you to you right now so you can't say I didn't know. Says the Haredim in Perech of Dalad Ois Memtes. He talks about V'zeloshen ervas dova V'afilu dibu novlo lo yiel Korvahainu tuka ome ervas dova Says the Haredim, what happens to a person when he speaks with bad language? When the wrong words come out of his mouth? The Shechina is removed from you. They put you in Chayim. There are 40 Malachim that are screaming at you. There you are davening for 40 days. It does not work. It will not work, says the Haredim. All your beautiful twillers, your shachlis, your mincha, your marim, worth nothing because of the words that came out of your mouth. 
There are ten trumpets that are announcing whatever this means every single day. And they're announcing, Pliny, Shuhu Benidoi. Ah, Ruven is in Cheirim. Al Oven Pliny, Shahsach Yashu Betshuva. He spoke badly until he does Tshuva. Every day they're announcing it in Shomayim. This is what's happening to you. The Minasilis Shashom Raboisai, towards the end in Perik Ayur Aleph, brings down Oid Be'inyan Znus Hapeh. Hear this lotion? Znus Hapeh. We thought Znus was a miser with a woman. No, no. Minasilis Shashom over the Gavilna Goyen who said every word you can be dialogue. Alright, Perik Ayur Aleph, whatever. But I'll call Pony Minasilis Shashom writes Shenivel Pehu Erva. A person has to be so careful the words that he uses, the words that come out of his mouth. And the Messiah Shalom continues that it's only a joke. I didn't mean it. It's not what I meant. It just came out. It just came out. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to say it. What about someone that says something and nobody's hearing him? No, I'm in private. I can cuss. I could say Nibel Peh because nobody hears me anyway, right? There's a Modica Maral in Subas Tavches where the Maral says clearly, and I'm not going to quote the whole lotion, but he says, says the Maral, even if a person doesn't hear you, Shemayim hears you. And it's recorded and it's written down and every punishment that we mention is going to come upon that person that curses and uses his words for the wrong way in the wrong Mahalach. What about a person that hears Nibel Peh? I didn't say it, I just heard it. Which means the person that's saying it is causing other people to listen to Nivel Peh. Says Chazal Gemara in Shabbos Taf Lamed Gimel, Omer Rabba Bashir Omer of Chistakol Manavnes Piv Ma'amikin Loi Gehenim. I don't know what this means, but whatever Gehenim is, they make it deeper just for you, just for a person that curses and uses his mouth in the wrong way. They will make it deeper for you. The Gemara Rabbi Say Shinema that goes to Pasuk. Says the Gemara, even if a person hears Nivalpeh, he hears cursing, he hears someone talking disgustingly, he doesn't say anything, that person is in the same category. So even if you're listening to somebody else, or even if you're saying it, just remember there are other people listening, and you're causing them to do this problem. Rabbi Yonu explains in Sefer Ayira, the from the Shmia, the that when you listen to something, it's as if you said it, and therefore because of that, when you're listening to a curse word, you're listening to bad language, when you're listening to nibble pear, and you don't do anything about it, you're as if you said it yourself. Unbelievable, Rabbi said. The Gemara Subas at the end of Dafhei on Aleph says. When a person hears something that he shouldn't be hearing, that's not correct, that's not nice. He puts his fingers in his ears. Why is it that the whole ear is hard except for the little loop at the bottom? If a person hears something that's not good, he can put it inside. He can block it out. The Chovetz Chaim says, In Kuntras Avas Yisrael Perik Aleph, through the Averis that we do, the Ruach Atoma on that Ava is present. And therefore, when a person says the wrong thing, when a person hears the wrong thing, it can affect not only his mouth, it can affect his ears as well. What a terrible thing. So that is category number one. Category number one is talking about the language, the speech, the curse words, the disgusting things that people say. But there's another category. Dovah Maguna. Dovah Maguna means something that's not so nice. Maybe it's not a curse word, 
Maybe it's not one of those words, the four letter ones. Oh, but it's something that's not nice. And from here we have the Gemara Mishachim simile that we quote in the beginning in Daf Gimel. That something not nice should never come out of a person's mouth. Which the Gemara says, because of the eight words, Machoikas 9, Machoikas 10, Machoikas 16 words, that the Torah changed. We know that when the Torah said, they wanted to say, tweets us about an animal that's Tomei. It did not say the word Tomei. It said, Ain't it Not Tohor. Every letter of the Torah is so harsh. We learn now thousands of halachas. Sometimes from one letter. And yet the Torah changed. 8, 9, 10, 16. Machlikas and the Gemara. Mishachim, exactly how many? Just to say, not say the word Tomei. What's so bad about Tomei? It's so bad, but it's not nice. Sometimes, it's not a curse word. And you say, no, no. What's well, a curse word? It's okay. Why is this something wrong? Oh, it's not nice. Would a God will speak this way? Would a Rav speak this way? Would your parents speak this way? Would a Tamut Chacham speak this way? It's not nice. There are certain times that Enochanami doesn't mean that it's Asagomo. Oh, but it's not nice. So Rabbeinu Yoyna speaks about this in Shari Tshuva Shagimel. Ois Reish Lamed. He says, Gedel HaHazim Anibla Saper Shumen Averis HaChamurois a person speaks in the past, one of the most worst, stringent of areas. And there's a gather that a person has to learn to speak even things that might be okay, but they're not nice. And then there's a third category, maybe even more than this. Kaddish Atzmachobamuta. The Ramban of Parshas Kedoshim that says, not everything that's muttered you always have to do or have to say. Which means sometimes it's fine, it's okay, it's alright. But it doesn't mean you have to say it. There are certain languages, there are certain things, there are certain modes of speech that sometimes we use and we say, no, what's the big deal? It's not Asa, it's okay. But we have to realize it's not the way. Rashi tells us in Parshas Bolak that by Bilam, what did Bilam say? He was given money to curse Klali Israel and he said, if you give me all the money in the world, I'm not cursing them. Says Rashi, you know, we see from this, he loved money. Oh, did he love money? How do we know that? You know why? Because he said... If you give me all the money in the world, I'm not cursing Kali That's it. Come on, it's a way of speech. Come on, Rabbi. This is how we talk in the streets. This is how it is. Get with the program. Get with the times. It's 2020. You know what goes on. But Rashi says from the words that he said, give me all money in the world. I'm not going to go and curse Kali From there we see that what he said is his essence. And people that say, it's just a way of speech. A guy's on the basketball court. Someone steps on his toe and a curse word comes out. No! No, it just came out. If it just came out, it means it's within. And as we said a couple of shurim ago, the speech that comes out of the mouth is a representation of what's going on inside and also a representation of how they look at you in Shomayim. If you're considered to be someone that they look at in a good way or a bad way. I want to end with one last thing, just for today. You know, imagine... If you drive from New York to Miami, a good, seven, good 17 hours if you get all the green lights. It's a good 17 hours. You're driving to Miami, you pack the car up. Can I in a hurry? The kids are in the car. Anybody that know that you pack the car with the kids? It's, it's an avoider. You know, the kids have exactly what they need. They have everything in the car. They've got their space. And you jam-pack this car, rummage the rooftop and everything inside. It took you hours to pack this car. Finally, you leave. You put on the Uncle Moishi. Within five minutes, the kids are asking, are we there yet? You know how it goes. And within an hour, an hour and a half, maybe two hours, the husband turns to his wife and says, 
Did you lock the front door? Did I lock the front door? Did I lock the front door? Did you lock the, did you lock the front door? She's like, I think you did. I mean, you normally do. We're going away for like three weeks. You locked the front door. I don't remember. Did, did I lock the front door? She, your wife doesn't know. So he turns to his yeshiva bacha, 16-year-old, 17-year-old yeshiva bacha at the back. He said, did you, did you see me lock the front door? I don't know. You did because every single time you do so every now also you did. That's not good enough. Turns to his daughter. It's really going. It's really like three hours by the time this conversation is going on into the trip. Right, it's a seventeen-hour drive. Right. Oh boy, the daughter's like, I don't know. I, I remember something, but I don't know. I had my earphones and a, they they go all the way down to the three-year-old baby. Did did I lock the front door? Did anybody remember me locking the front? Nobody remembers. He's sweating. He's sweating. I don't know, New York, you never know what's going to happen. Who's going to break into my door? What's gonna, I've got stuff over there, I've got the candlesticks, I've got everything going on. Oh, boy, what's going to happen? It's already five hours into the trip, it's too late to turn back. There were no cell phones. There were no cell phones. So I said, listen, you know what, we'll get to the bungalow colony, we'll get to where we need to get to, we'll get to the Miami, wherever we're staying. We'll figure it out, we'll ask someone, we'll call a neighbor, they'll go inside. And he was, he, Mamash was practicing. The whole journey, the next ten hours, he's Mamash schwitzing. Did I lock the front door? Or did I not lock the front door? He, they arrived to their destination. It's too late. You can't call the neighbor. It's two o'clock in the morning. The whole night, you can't sleep. You can't sleep. I locked the front door. I locked the front door. Somebody's in my house. They've taken everything already. My laptop, my computer, my this, my that. Everything's gone. I don't know what's going to be. I didn't lock the front door. Comes Jacques the next morning. He sits up, lies up at Nate's. Couldn't sleep the whole night. Goes down and comes back. Calls the neighbor. Just do me a favor. Go next door and tell me, did I lock the front door or not? And the neighbor goes and comes back. He says, you locked the front door. Oh, I locked the front door. That's what he was thinking about locking the front door, Rabbi Sai. Do we lock our front door? Are we careful the way that we speak? In the same way that we're worried about our possessions? Because Chazal are telling us the worst possible punishments of a person that uses his language in the wrong way. He uses his language to say something disgusting, something that no one should ever hear. And as we repeat what Chazal tell us, they take a lifetime of 70 years. Amaze Hashem, all of you should have 70 years of toiv, good panasa, good wife, good children, healthy, everything. And they turn it around. Because you said one statement, one word of four letters came out of your mouth that was disgusting. But boy, say, before you open up that mouth, just remember one thing. Did you lock the front door? Amaze Hashem, tomorrow we'll continue.